Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Hallelujah. Father, I pray, Lord, that your people in this house will have the heart of a good soil. No one will be like a pavement, the walking way, that the seed of the word dropped on their heart, but the devil takes it away. Lord, I pray that no one in this room will be like a rocky soil, that the seed of the word cannot put the root deep down, and eventually they walk away from you, Lord. I pray, Father, you will protect us from having the soil full of thorns, people who are affected by money, by the comfort of life, fun of life, the things of the world, and they eventually are not fruitful. But I pray, Father, you give us a new heart, a new spirit, the heart that is like a good soil, that the seed of the word will drop into their heart, take root, grow up to be a big tree, and produce fruit. Many birds and animals can come under the shade of that tree. And we can produce 30 times, 60 times, 100 times in life. Oh Lord, as a shepherd of this flock, I pray that the good soil will be everywhere in this house. They will grow. They will produce fruit, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Psalm chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Thus the Bible say, O Lord, I lie down, toss and turn, and I worry about the terrorism, about earthquake, cancer, robber, crime, and all kinds of terrible problems on this earth. The psalmist did not say that. The psalmist say. I will both lie down and sleep because I know that you protect me and you keep me in safety. In today's English version, the Bible says this way, When I lie down, I go to sleep in peace. You alone, O Lord, keep me perfectly safe. We want to continue to talk about the truth of divine protection together. Everyone say with me. You alone, O oh Lord, keep me perfectly safe. Who is our protector? God is our protector, is it right? We believe that God is our protector. This is the problem with believers. A lot of time when we hear the word of God, it bows back out of our ear. And when we get home, what did the pastor talk about? I forget now. Oh, some of us may be this way better than the first one. We hear the word and it registers into your brain, into your mind, into your memory. And you remember some of the sermon, maybe 10%, and just stay up there. But it never goes down into your heart, into your spirit. And it becomes real to you in your experience. It does not become light. We call it enlightened. It's not enlightened your heart. 
So it's all just mental assent, mental knowledge up here, and you never have faith about it. You just, yeah, I know the Bible. Yes, I have a lot of Bible knowledge. I know Greek and Hebrews. I know the Bible, but all know up here. God doesn't want you to stop at only the eardrum, or the head, or the temporal lobe, or frontal lobe. He wants the word of God to go down into your heart. So that you can have faith, because without faith you cannot please God, and not only that you cannot receive anything from God without faith. You receive anything from God, including divine protection, when you have faith. How can we build faith? Romans chapter 10 verse 17. This is one of the reasons I produced teaching in series, and in each series maybe about 25 sermons. Because I want you to hear again and again and again to build your faith. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. In Romans chapter 10 verse 17 in Amplified Bible. So faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that comes from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. So faith comes by hearing the teaching that the anointing of Jesus is upon the mouth and the heart of the preacher. We need to preach by the anointing. We need to keep hearing of the word of God. We need to hear about divine protection more and more, again and again. It may take me a year to finish this series. It may take me a while because it's a big lesson. I have altogether 11 chapters, and this is the fifth chapter. I don't even go to half of the teaching yet. And we hear until it comes down into our heart, and that truth of the Bible becomes so real to us. becomes like a light and revelation, and we say, yes, amen. I believe it happens to me. Virus corona cannot touch me. Even though I walk through the city in China, the virus cannot touch me because I have the protection of the Lord. But I don't recommend you to go to China right now. <laughs> don't misunderstand me. We should not be dumb. We should be wise. Sometimes when you hear the sermon and you sit there, I have one gentleman say to me like this. This is a few years ago. He said, Pastor La, why do you keep saying the same thing again and again? I'm tired of it. Some people come and talk to me. Oh, you know, I heard about this when I was a new believer 20 years ago. Why do you have to preach about this again? I'm tired of it to listen to this teaching. I heard about this many times. I know up here. You don't need to tell me anymore. People who say like that, they don't even have faith. They just decorate their brain with the knowledge of God. But inside the heart, they don't have faith. When they hear something, and it's repeated, they say, ah, oh, forget about it. I, I need to learn something new in my brain. That's not the way I walk. The way I walk with God, I want more. Repeat. I can listen to the same sermon ten times, hundred times, until it really enlightens my spirit, and I have faith to see it manifest in my life and manifest in my family. Amen? We don't just want the mental knowledge in here, but we want the Heart of faith. And even the heart of faith, when I listen to one subject for 100 times, my faith may be that much in my heart. But I listen to the 1,000 times, 10,000 times, 
hundred thousand times, my faith go higher. Amen. Now I understand when the Bible talk about the shadow of Peter walk by people and people got healed. I build my faith in the area of the file of God and the area of healing and deliverance for years. So when I went to Cambodia this time, I just walk by people, the shadow drop, demon come out already. I don't need to lay hand on them because I have faith in the anointing in the file of God more than ten years ago. Do I still preach the same message about the fire? Yes, because every time I preach, I have more faith because I hear myself speaking about it. Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. It's not just about knowing in our mind. It's about having faith in the heart of the subject of the Bible. We need to keep hearing and hearing and hearing. In this life, my question is. Will we get to the place where we don't need to hear any subject of the Bible anymore? We will get to that place? No. Never. In fact, there is an indication that when we get to heaven, we will continue to hear, because Jesus will continue to talk up there to us, and we continue to hear about the subject of the truth of God. So we will never get to the point that, hey, God, hey, Pastor, you know, I'm tired of this subject. Don't talk about this anymore. I know enough. Never, never. Amen. You're gonna keep hearing and hearing, and your faith keep growing and growing. I would like to talk more about healing in this church. I plan to preach more about healing because we want to build the faith in the area of healings. In fact, God told me this this morning. I woke up. God said, "Bring the sermon that you preached 15 years ago and preach again." Because a lot of new members in this church never heard about it, and they never go to the website and listen anyway. So why don't you just preach on the pulpit? Because they never investigate in the website what you preached 15 years ago. So God commanded me to preach the old sermon many years ago, so that you can have more faith in that subject. Second Timothy chapter three verse one. But know this that in the last days perilous times will come. In amplified. But understand this: that in the last days will come set in perilous times of great distress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. We have grown accustomed to, or desensitized to the bad news, such as the natural calamity, the robbery, crime, and terrible things. Around the world, we have heard about it in the local news. People walk into the school and shoot people. Or heard in the national news, we hear about crimes and murder. Until we say, "This is the normal part of life." I grew up in a Thai society where we say, "Birth, sickness, get old and die is normal." That's what I thought. It's normal that I get old and I get sick and I die. Now I don't believe in get sick anymore because I'm a Christian. I'm gonna believe in God's protection that the virus Corona cannot touch me. I'm gonna believe in the protection that cancer cannot touch me. I'm changed by the Word of God. I have the mind of Christ now. Amen. Amen. That is not the good things to face terrible situation in our life. It's not a normal part. It's from the devil. The world is so full of evil people, wicked people, demons, evil spirit. Calamity, virus, bacteria, everywhere. We're living in a very dangerous world right now. Everywhere, 
virus. Everywhere we have bad people want to cheat us. I got phone call in my house about five phone call a day in the telephone of somebody try to do something with me to call him back or something. I don't call them back because I know they could try to, to rip me off. So a lot of bad people out there. But thank God in the world to come for all of us who proclaim the name of Jesus, who believe in Jesus, who become a disciple of Jesus, who repent of our sin. We're going to go into the next world, heaven. And when we get there, those terrible things will be stopped no more. We will not have to face death. We will not have to face sorrow, crying, sickness. We don't need any hospital in heaven. We don't need chiropractor. We don't need neurosurgeon like me. I will be out of job up in heaven. We will not need any massage or physical therapy. We don't need those things in heaven anymore because in heaven, terrible things will not be there. No sin, no curse, no sickness, no disease, no surgery, no chiropractic treatment in heaven. But we are still here on earth right now. And we still face all the terrible things on earth. Sickness, disease, calamities, and accident, and all kinds of things. Bad people, robbers, and people who want to destroy us. Amen? People may say this way. I don't believe in heaven and hell. But believe me, everyone going to face that one day. One day we either go to heaven or one day some people going to go to hell. For us who are believers, the terrible things on earth right now are as bad as they get. Because after we leave this world, we don't have to face those terrible things anymore. But for those people who don't believe in Jesus, the bad things on earth are as good as they get. Because after they die, they're going to face something worse than here. In fact, it's interesting. Pastor Da went to Thailand and she met her non-believing friend, close friend, non-believer, who don't want to hear anything about God at all, very rejecting God. And she said to Pastor Da, I went to a country. I don't want to name the country. I went to a country. And after I left that country, I came back home and I find out that hell is real. In other words, she saw the homeless on the street, kids born on the street, die on the street, sickness and curses and poverty everywhere in that country. And she saw hell in that city. Hell is real. I'm so glad that we live in America where a lot of people still confess Jesus Christ. And that's why we have been blessed so many, many centuries. We have Jesus in this country. If you go to the country where people rejected God, you see hell. Really, demon work over there. Sickness, disease, curses everywhere. That's why I have a burden to go back to Cambodia, go back to Thailand to help people to come out from hell, to really come in the heaven that God is going to bring down to earth here. Amen? The world is a dangerous place. We need to be protected. We need to be saved and kept on this earth. The question is, can our prayer of faith, can our intercession, can our social reform and confession and Bible knowledge change the world into a perfectly safe place? 
no way. You can pray and pray for hundred years that this world going to be perfectly safe. It will never happen because the world is controlled by the devil. This world is full of curses and bad people. Therefore, as long as we live on this planet Earth, we're going to face some challenging thing. We're going to face some terrible things, and we need God's protection. That's why I'm preaching about divine protection. But in order to receive God's protection, we need to do our part. There are always two parts of Christian life: our part and God's part. If we faithfully do our part, we can count on God to do His part. But if we don't do our part, don't blame God. Amen. We cannot blame the Lord because we need to do our part first before He has the right to do His part. Psalm chapter ninety-one verses one to two. Psalm chapter ninety-one is a good passage of protection. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress; my God, in Him I will trust. What is the verses one and two talk about? Our part one and two. What is our part in receiving God's protection? Our part is to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and say that He is my refuge, my fortress, and my God. In Him I will trust. What does it mean? How we apply this scripture to today? It means that we have to run into under the shadow of God. We need to run. In under the protection of God, how we do that in a practical way in the in the 21st century here, we don't see the wing of God up on the sky. How do we do that? Number one, we need to believe that my God is my God, and we need to treat my God as my God, not as my servant. In other words, when God said turn right. Turn right. When God said turn left, turn left. My God is my God. I need to obey Him and submit to Him and don't argue, don't give all the excuses. When God says something, yes, Lord, I do it. He is my God. Not only really that, we need to treat Him as my protector. We need to trust Him and welcome Him as my protector. Not only really that, we need to be in, under the shadow of the Almighty. What does it mean? It means that we need to commit to a local church. God is the head of the church, and we put ourselves in the church. We are under God's protection. We commit ourselves in a local church. We serve there. We listen to the good sermon there. We get touched by the fire of God on a regular basis. We hear the word in the church. We are under the spiritual covering of the Lord Jesus, who come through the pastor and elders of the church. I noticed that in the past 30 years in our church, we rarely have people who get surgery or get sick. Rare. I mean, I don't say zero percent, but rare. And most people do well because you are under special protection in the church. You always follow God. When the mother hen moved to the right, you follow the mother hen. The mother hen moved to the left. 
I follow the mother hen. So in other words, God is my God. I will follow Him everywhere. I will do what He says. I surrender to Him. If He say, "Son, you go back to Cambodia in July," I go. I obey Him. I follow Him. July second and third. So we obey God. Whatever God say, start the church. I start the church. As I obey, as I submit myself to God, I am in the local church. I am in the Word. I am under the fire. I. I'm under the glory, the presence of God. This is the reason why I love to lay hand and bring the glory down to the church, because under the glory we have the special protection. We rarely get sick. We are specially protected in the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. Pillar of fire and pillar of cloud are the tangible presence of God. Today we call the fire of God. Amen. So we need to do that. The problem in America is that many people want to kick God out of their life, kick God out of their home, kick God out of that school, of the system, and say we don't need the word Jesus anymore. We don't need the word God anymore. Don't talk about the Bible. Don't talk about church. We don't like them. But when they get into trouble and they say, "God help me," God will say, "Ah, I'm sorry. I cannot help you because you have other gods now. Why don't you cry out to your gods?" Small G, G O D S. Other gods, your money, your house, your bank account, your job—that is your god now. Why don't you cry out to them? I'm not going to help you anymore, my brother and sister. We should not leave God out of our life, of our family. Pastor Dai and I, our home, our family. God is the center. We worship God. God is the God of my family. God is the God of my practice. When I stand. On the operating table, God, you guide my hand. You are my God. You will protect me from performing wrong surgery, producing complication, or whatever. You protect me. I need you. You are my God in the operating room. You are my God in my traveling, in my coming and going. I want your Bible. I want your name. I want the name of Jesus. I want to be in the church. I don't kick you out. When people kick God out. They cannot receive protection from God, and not only we believe and we live like that under the shadow of the Almighty. Also, the Bible say in verse two, again the verse two say, "I will say of the Lord." This is the way we walk, the walk of faith. We believe in our heart and speak. Every morning you wake up. For example, I got on the airplane two weeks ago to go to Asia. When I was walking in the airport, I say, "God." You are my protector. I say it out loud. I'm not ashamed. God, you are my protector. You are my fortress. You are my refuge. You are my God. I trust you. You're gonna protect me from being attacked by any sickness and disease or accident or bad people in Thailand and in Cambodia. You shall protect me. When I walk to the airport in Bangkok, a lot of Chinese people there with a mask on. I wonder why these people wear the mask. At that time, I didn't know about virus corona. I just find out before I fly back. Just a few days. I wonder why people wear masks everywhere. Now I got back home. Oh, virus! Ah, oh, but I have the shield of protection. Virus cannot touch me. They cannot touch me. Amen. I have divine protection. Some of you look so excited. You know how do you know that you have faith about something? You get excited. 
You get excited every time you hear that subject. I'm that kind of Christian. Every time I hear something, sometimes I and Pastor sit together at the house and, "Mom, Mom, look at this. This is what the Bible says." I read, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> and sometimes I read something. When I read some story about how God performed miracle, Dada, look at this story. Oh, so excited! And this is gonna happen to me. That's gonna happen to my church. That's gonna happen to in my ministry. Get excited! And after we went through all the traveling, everything, we came back home. We say, "Glory to God! You are my protector." Amen. Even though we thank God for the military men and women, thank God for the police officer and the national guards and all kind of technology, computer, radar, all kinds of weapons we have in America, but we still say, "God, you are my protector." You are my protector, not human being. Actually, we pray for the military people. We pray for the police officer that they will not get killed. We pray that God will protect them. Sometimes this is what happened to human being. Human being like to take the credit. We say, oh, you know, we are so safe in America. We are okay. Oh, we have great army. We have great computer, great technology. Wow! We take the credit. We should not take the credit. And when something bad happened, oh, don't blame me. I didn't do anything wrong. Blame that person. Blame God. We should not do that. We should not blame anybody. We should not blame God. We should always say God is my protector. We should pray for the protection of our country. We give God all the credit. We give God all the glory, and we are not ashamed to say, "My God is my protector." Amen. We should not be ashamed of His name. Jesus is my protector. Jesus is my shepherd. He protects me. Thank God that all these years, this country is still going on without being damaged. Because in God we trust. Because America still have a lot of Christians here who say, "In God we trust. Our nation under God." Our nation under the hand of God, and God protect this nation. Not because we are smart, not because we are strong, not because we have technologies. Even with technology, people can still die. But because our God is our protector, we give Him the credit here. Amen. We give Him all the glory. We thank God for His mercy, His grace, His goodness, His protection, and His help. On our life, are you thankful that you're still alive today? Amen. How many people wake up in the morning and say, oh, "Another day"? Thank you, Lord. I did not get hit by the car yesterday. Thank you, Lord. I did not have a car crash yesterday and I die. Thank God, I don't get hit by virus and die in the hospital. I still live today to sixty something years old. I'm not going to tell you how much number. Sixty something years old. Because God is my protector. So many doctors in my time, sixty something at Overlake and Evergreen, already died. Many of them from cancer. So many people died already in my age. But God is my protector. I'm not going to be ashamed of talking about God, talking about Jesus as my protector. I will not be embarrassed to talk about Jesus in the operating room, in the hospital, because He is my protector. 
Amen. When somebody try to scare you, or something happen that you start to feel like, oh wow, this is not fun. This is dangerous. What you need to do? Look up to God and say, God, I trust in you. You are my God. I'm gonna stay under the shadow of the Almighty. I trust you. You are my protector. Let's confess together. God is my protector. God is my fortress. God is my refuge. Yes, Amen. We need to speak like this every day. Speak about it, Amen, on a regular basis. He keep us. He protect us, and we trust in Him. We don't trust something else. We trust only God. He is the Creator of the heavens and the earth, and nothing is impossible with Him. Wow! I have only. Should I continue until twelve thirty? Maybe I'm just kidding. Psalm ninety-one, verse three: Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, and from the perilous pestilence. In NLT, say, for he will rescue you from every trap. Whose trap? The trap of the devil. The devil loves to put trap to destroy you and protect you from deadly disease. Protection is not just about accident. Protection is also about disease, virus, trap of the enemy. Bad people try to cheat us. All kind of things that can really destroy us. Protection of every aspect of our life, and God shall deliver us. That is God part. Once we trust God, believe God, and confess with our mouth, God say, "I will deliver you from the trap of the enemy, and I will save you. I will protect you from deadly diseases. Cancer cannot touch you. Every morning you wake up, God is my protector. Cancer cannot touch me. Virus disease." Virus meningitis cannot touch me. Alzheimer cannot touch me. Amen. Amen. I believe I'm going to grow old, 120 years old, without Alzheimer, because the spirit of Alzheimer cannot attack me. I have the protection from God. We need to declare that and believe that. Amen. Amen. Verse four, the Bible say, God has done His part. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth, actually, the Bible says in another version, you are faithful. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. I mentioned to you a few Sundays ago that I start to gather all the promises of God in English and divide into sections. Promise of God about health, about finances, about family. I'm putting in every day. When I found the promise of God in the Bible, I put in that paper. How many people want that? I can send to you. Do you like to get the promise of God? Okay. I will send to Pastor Cesar. Tell him he will email everybody. And when I get a new version, I send to Pastor Cesar. He email everybody. And you can read those scripture and believe that the promises of God will protect us. Amen. We stand up in faith in the promise of God, and He shall put His wing over us. The Bible talk about canopy or the roof. The Bible talks about a mother hen, wing, the shadow over people. Talk about fortress. You are in the fortress. You are under the canopy. You are under the wing of God. We are like little chick that run into under the wing of God to have protection. Is power of God real? Is the shield of favor real? Is the wing of God over our life is real? 
You can look in the Bible in Exodus chapter 8, verses 22-24. This is one of the examples. And from now on, you see your life that way. Okay, you see your life that way. But it will be very different in the land of Goshen, where the Israelites live, and no flies will be there. Thus you will know that I am the Lord God of all the earth. For I will make a distinction between your people, mean the Egyptian people, and my people Israel. Today is Christians. And all this will happen tomorrow. And Jehovah did as he had said, so that there were terrible swarms of flies in Pharaoh's palace and in every home in Egypt. Out there, virus, bad stuff fly everywhere, attacking people who don't know Jesus. That's why we see hospitals so busy. When the Swedish hospitals say that they're going to have some kind of strike, oh, all the hospitals get nervous. Because they say they don't have enough bed for patients from Swedish hospital. Why? Because people get attacked everywhere. The plagues went through the land of Egypt. The flies went through the land of Egypt. And when the flies or the plagues came close to the land of Goshen, where the people of God dwelt, what happened? These flies, this bad thing, the plague came, bam, bam, cannot get in. So people in that land, you don't see it with your own eyes. Where, where is that? That canopy, where is that feather? You don't see, but bam. So every morning when I wake up or when I travel and walk around in Thailand, I see the canopy around me, the wing of God. The virus in Cambodia cannot touch me. It come to me, bam, bam. Just bounce off for me. I walk around with a shield of favor. I walk around with the canopy of God. Amen? Hallelujah. God give us protection. Look at another scripture talking about protection of God. Darkness is on the side of the Egyptians. In Exodus chapter 10 verses 21 to 23. Then the Lord said to Moses, Lift your hand toward heaven, and the land of Egypt will be covered with a darkness so thick you can feel it. So Moses lifted his hand to the sky, and a deep darkness covered the entire land of Egypt for three days. During all that time, the people could not see each other so dark in Egypt. People could not even see each other. And no one moved, but there was light, as usual, where the people of Israel live. Wow! Your home full of light. Darkness Come to your home, bows, bows off, bows off. Darkness cannot come into your home. Darkness cannot come into the land where people worship and fear the Lord. We have a special protection. Everyone make your hand like this. Oh, wow, nice. Mmm, mmm, okay. You have the protection. Amen. You can be, some of you should not lift your hand too high. Did you take a shower this morning? <laughs> Even bad things happen around you. The Bible says that a thousand may fall on your side, ten thousand on your right hand, but it will not come near you. Why bad things cannot come near you? Because you walk around with the shield of favor. You walk around with the canopy of God, with the wing of God, with the feather and the shadow of God on your life. How can you do that? You believe God is my protector. You surrender to God. You confess that God is your God. 
He is my protector. Something bad around you happened everywhere. Even can you imagine 10,000 people die? You look, wow, people die right and left, boop, 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 but you still stand there. Look around. How come nothing touched me? Ah, who protects you? God. Can it happen that way? It can happen because you believe God is your protector. Surely He will keep us. Amen? He will protect us. Even with the deadly disease cannot touch us. Nothing can touch us because of God's protection. Verse 5, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. The Bible talks about afraid here. Fear. In Psalm 23, verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. God is with us. Protect us. Your rod and your staff, when the devil come, when the wolf come, he just put his rod, get out of here. Knock on the head of the devil. When the evil spirit try to come close to you, he use his rod. So evil spirit cannot touch you. His rod and staff, they comfort me. Another thing that we need to do, not only that we dwell in under the shadow of the Almighty. Surrender to Him. Treat Him as your God. Go to church. Submit yourself in a good local church that teach the Word of God and move in the fire of God. And you confess with your mouth and you say, I trust God. God is my protector. You do your part already. Another part you need to do. Even though your hair stand up in the back of your neck when you see problems. Even though you have goosebumps everywhere. Even though your knees start to shake like this and knock on each other. And your body start to shake because all the bad things happen around you. But you say, I'm going to look at God. I resist this fear. I resist the spirit of fear. I'm going to put on, clothe myself with the spirit of faith. I'm going to listen to the word of God. I'm going to be full of faith. Faith and fear are opposite. When you have the spirit of faith, you don't fear. So you're going to be in faith. Look to God, and when you are not afraid, God will do His part. You remember the Bible say, what you fear will come on you. That's why if you start to fear cancer, you need to stop right away. No, I'm not afraid of cancer. When you start to be afraid of accident, no, I'm not afraid of accident. You need to teach your children not to be afraid of anything. You are not afraid of death, accident, cancer, virus, sickness, disease, bad people. Because if you are afraid of them, they're going to come on you. You need to say no fear. Everyone say no fear. fear. I resist fear. I look to God. I will not allow anything to make me afraid. Amen. Hallelujah. How you build up your spirit of faith by feeding yourself with the Word of God. This is why we put all the teaching in Siri in the internet, in the YouTube, so that you can listen to all this teaching to feed your spirit. Feed, 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 to have more faith, more boldness, and less fear. Amen? Hallelujah. We need to do our part. Not fear, confess with our mouth, believe in God. And verse verse 5 to 7 say, I will finish here. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence or deadly disease that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall 
at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Verses eight and nine. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, which means the punishment of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. God shall protect you when you make a decision. God is my God. I will make my God as a dwelling place. I will be in a good local church. I will submit myself to the Word of God. I will be in the pillar of fire and pillar of cloud, the glory of the Lord. I welcome the glory of the Lord, and bad things cannot come near me. It cannot attack me. The terror by night cannot come against me. I am under the protection of God. A thousand fall on my side, ten thousand on my right hand, but those things cannot come close to me and come into my house because God is my refuge. God is my God. I trust Him. I will not fear anything. Amen. Everyone say, God is my God. He wrapped me with His everlasting arm. He put the canopy on my body. He covered me with His feathers. I live under His canopy, and I believe in this truth. And I speak it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. We will continue next time. We are going to talk more next time on the angelic protection. Today we learned that we need to do our part. Our part is to commit ourselves under His hand, be in the good church, be in the church that the Word of God is preached, the fire of God is moving. Believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that God is our protector. Trust Him, look to Him. Don't be afraid, and He can protect us. And we're going to talk in detail about divine, angelic protection next time. We're going to see the example in the Bible how the angels of the Lord protect His people. And after that, we're going to learn about other ways that God protect us. So we learn about canopy or the field of power over our life. We learn about the wing of God. We learn about angelic protection next time, and later on we learn more. Are you excited? Yes. Build faith. Amen. Woo. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ or you walk away from Him, I would like to encourage you to really give your life back to Jesus Christ and really seriously walk with Him. Don't be a carnal Christian. Don't be a lukewarm Christian. Get serious about God. Walk with God. Get into the Word. Get into the Spirit. Serve Him. Commit yourself to a local church. Why don't you pray with me and really recommit your life to God or give your life to God? Why don't you pray with me, Father in heaven? I commit my life to you. Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. He paid the price of sin for me. He shed His blood to save me. Lord Jesus, sit on the throne of my life. I will serve You. I will follow You. I will read Your Word. Fill me with Your Holy Spirit, Lord, so that I can be led by the Spirit. And I can serve you with power.
from today on help me Lord to be a good soil that your work will work in me oh Lord save me keep me protect me until the day I will meet you Lord thank you Lord in Jesus name Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. So